As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
One of the things I love about the album Happiness to Burn is how every song kind of has a different intro that's uh, unique. And, and the song Never Alone, you start with a really beautiful acoustic guitar intro. And it's kind of melancholy. Yeah. And um, in talking with you, I realized, you know, the, how much of this album I owe to my immigrant friends here in Portland. But this song was written for a friend of mine from Southeast Congo who at the time was separated from his family. And he was just one of so many people I had met, especially, you know, younger men, young adults, men under the age of 30 who have left their families behind. And, you know, <laughs> this song, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually uh, seriously thinking about writing the parody version for, for this time of, of stay at home orders and quarantine and so forth, because uh, some of us are never alone. <laughs> Right now, and you like to be alone. We kind of like to be alone, <laughs> or people are like living alone, and they'd really love to be around people. There are these, you know, sort of environmental extremes around that social contact that people are dealing with right now. But this song, I've had the opportunity just through invitations and taking them of going to African gospel concerts here in Maine and seeing how people gather and enjoy life and music and everything together. So. One of the lessons, the big lessons that I've been able to be privy to is about how does faith function as an anchor for people and a stabilizing force. And that could be faith in just about anything, but the object of your faith, you know, faith is a natural process of the mind. That's my belief anyway, you know, to have faith in something, whether it's money or your family or the earth or the, you know, you have a religious belief. Faith can be this connector when the bottom falls out from one time to the next to like get through. Again, going back to like my observations of being like, how does how does a person outside the realm of their country, their culture, their home languages, everything familiar, everything familiar, dominant skin tones, you know, everything different. How does that person survive, first of all, and how do they move forward with their life with what are potentially the biggest challenge anybody faces on earth, you know, of relocating under duress without years of preparation, learning a new language, learning cultural interactions? How do you do that? I wanted to create this song, first of all, with plenty of room for vocal harmony I didn't want it to be preachy. I wanted it to be relatable. And this song has been incredibly helpful to me when I'm traveling, when I'm missing my family and missing my home world. As fantastic as it is and as wonderful it is to travel and play music in other places, you know, there's that very real thing of being lonely and missing home. You know, some of my favorite songs in history, you know, like for instance, like Stand By Me was written as a gospel song and it reached a basically a global audience by just that simple shift of taking the specifics of the faith out of the song, which I realize some people might object to. On the other hand, it did allow that song to become this global force. And I've always been fascinated with the challenge of writing something that's got that gospel vibe, you know, because I grew up listening to bluegrass music too. That bluegrass gospel is deep in my musical bones. I wanted to create something that would be relatable that would somehow embody some of those lessons that I was absorbing from friends from very different backgrounds. I definitely felt like this, this song had a, a religious feel, you know, certainly the theme of f having faith is a religious 
theme, no matter what your religion is, I believe in, in some ways, not, you know, maybe there's some faithless religions, I don't, but most have the concept of faith in them. You know, you don't mention God in this, but I was feeling like it was like, you're going to see him again. It was almost like a, a, a you know, Christians would say, oh, that, that hymn is, should have a capital H in that line, but it's not in this song. It's a lowercase h. And, and the only time you actually sort of have reference to classic Christian is the notion of a couple of angels and a destiny in the last part of the song. So it's kind of universal in that sense. I don't know. Yeah, thank you so much for picking up on all that. You're spot on, and I really appreciate so much your close listening because, you know, what I wanted to create was a song that could be listened to on multiple levels because I think the more levels of interpretation that we're able to offer people as listeners, the more likely we are to reach people in some way, shape, or form that they need, you know? And if I were to identify that person, we could talk about it as specifically his story, right? I'm telling someone else's story in the first person, right? So then there's the, if someone wants to hear this as a, as a personal song coming from me, they could hear that, or they could sing it and hear it as a personal song coming from their own selves and how does that relate to their own lives. And then there's the, you know, if I get another invitation, I've had them before of like showing up for some big African gospel weekend, even though I'm not an evangelical Christian, I get invited to these things sometimes. And I, I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's see what's going on there. These are my friends. This is part, a huge part of their culture. So let's go. And, you know, I need to have something to, to something prepared, you know, but the fact that I wouldn't even call them religious overtones, it's sort of like an undertone. I think I, my, in my own feeling about it, it's like, it is a religious undertone. It's like it's an undercurrent. Over, it's yeah. It's like it's, bludgeoning it's, you over the right, head. Right. Exactly. Because we're making, you know, when we were making this record, it was like, okay, so that's, that's what the song is about. Obviously the message has that, you know, and this is what I'm going for. And so how do we create that vibe in the studio without people feeling like they're getting hit over the head with it, you know, or even just the overt, you know, even just like it's a covert gospel song, I think is what we're getting down to. <laughs> covert gospel. That's covert a new category. Gospel, that's yeah. <laughs> going to be on, on Sirius Radio, the covert gospel station. <laughs> yeah. Know. Pretty soon. Makes for Station good songs. 488 you know, <laughs> on your dial. I, I really like after the chorus, the, is it a dobro or what's the, the interlude, the musical interlude? Jesse Siebenberg is all over this record and, you know, his contributions on lap steel, pedal steel, which is on Never Alone. He did percussion. He did 12 string guitar, dobro, ukulele, baritone guitar. And he is an amazing session musician. Yes. Who does he play with? He was touring with Lucas Nelson. He comes from a long-standing California musical family. He's one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. Just a lovely... I mean, everybody on this record is not only fantastic musicians, they're also just lovely people. Like, really, really great people, which, you know, I could just wax poetic about that for a while. But, you know, getting him... That was Shane's doing. He used to play in Shane's band. He's been on Shane's albums. He's played with tons of people in the LA area. It was uncertain, actually, whether or not we were going to be able to catch him because that was the year he was touring with Lucas Nelson. He was in and out of town. He's got a young family. You know, I mean, there's just all the considerations. So Shane was able to get him. And 
when his contributions to this album came back, it was so clear to me that we had just taken it to the next level, to use a hackneyed phrase, but we had just taken this record to the next level. It was already sounding great. And then it was really clear, like, okay, we're just, this is going to push things over the top. I think one of the things that I appreciate about all these musicians that are on this record, but I'll just speak about Jesse specifically, is that his breadth of expression on the instruments that he plays is unparalleled, really, you know. And as a writer that writes in multiple genres, I'm always looking for what's going to give me the the most of the type of impact that I want to create with this particular song. You know, to have musicians like that who can not just settle into any kind of vibe, but enhance and draw out the form of expression that the artist is leaning towards. This is something that like Shane blew my mind at every turn. You know, I was like, I don't even understand how, how is it possible for a producer to get that far into the songs with that level of understanding of what we're trying to pull out? I mean, he would make suggestions and then he would bring people in and then we would hear what had, you know, transpired and, you know, the past week of recording or whatever. So this constellation of people and the way my producer was able to work with them and really get inside these songs and understand what needed to happen in a way that I wasn't capable of expressing, you know. Yeah, I really like this particular break because it's a musical break. You wrote the lyrics and you wrote the melody of Never Alone. And it gets to this point and this instrument that you probably didn't pick this musician who's like clearly gifted by God with some talent has come up with this phrasing that's perfect. And you listen to the song and you're like, that is so cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, thank you. Yeah. So I actually realized that I have another intelligent thing to say about this moment in this particular song. And I, I haven't talked about this in a while. So you know, one of my fascinations is like writing better bridges. I'm always looking for a way to write a better bridge because I think that there's so many different ways to do it. There's so many different ways to position a bridge in a song. I mean, you can put a bridge in the first 45 seconds. It could be done. And it has been done by artists that are way more accomplished than I. But the thing that came with this song was I probably wrote like seven, eight, nine bridges for this song. And it kept being a mute bridge. So like there's no words, right, in this bridge. If I had the opportunity to do something like go to Berkeley School of Music or do something like that, I would have learned all about this before. But to me, it was like this enormously liberating discovery because what I wanted was that space. I wanted that air. So that progression that I came up with What I really wanted in part was to give that feeling of a break and to also give a sense of key modulation, like the sun coming out without modulating. So what he created there is just this soaring quality to what's there, just emphasized and so intelligently elaborated on that thing that I was after. So like going back to what I was saying before of like, you know, creating 
tenfold what I was going for, you know, really understanding that. And, and so, you know, there's a level of sensitivity, I think that, and, and this is setting aside the decades of experience and the will to do the work, the work ethic. There is a sensitivity that has to be there in terms of supporting musicians in order to create something like that. That's where the sort of gift from God comes in. Without the work ethic, without the decades of experience and the fearlessness of going on the road with these things and so forth, there has to be that basic sensitivity, that ability to listen and ask, not what this song can do for me, but what can I do for this song? What can I add that's not taking anything away? That's pretty sensitive. Yeah. No, the sound captures the feeling to the point where it doesn't need words, which I love. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.